we are about to witness the fight of a century. In one corner of the ring, we have cardio, cardiovascular activity. And in the other corner, we have weights, strength training. Often I get asked, which one's better for me when I'm trying to get into fitness? Which one is better for losing fat? Which one is better for all over health? I see things back and forth of what they should focus on, what they shouldn't focus on. And today we are going to break it down. What should you be doing with weights versus cardio and how they each affect your health? My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here and I hope you stay a while. I am super excited for this topic today because I feel like there's a lot of misinformation out there about cardio and about strength training. So I'm really excited to break this down, get into the nitty gritty, and possibly help you better see what you need to be doing for your goals. So first, we're going to start with cardio, and I'm going to explain that really well. Cardio is short for cardiovascular activities. It basically is the improvement of your heart and how efficiently it's able to work under pressure. Cardio activities have long been praised for making our hearts stronger, lowering our blood pressure, and yes, even burning calories. Studies show that regular cardio may lower stress, improve sleeping habits, and reduce joint stiffness. I don't know about you, but like I feel like my limbs and joints get all, you know, out of whack and I feel like it's probably good to be moving them like cardio has you moving. Cardio also has been linked to significantly reducing the amount of brain tissue lost over time. Now, as a mom, I feel like I'm losing brain tissue like by the millisecond with all the chaos in my house. So I'm like, oh, I could use cardio to like try to, you know, prevent some of that tissue from going. I think that would be good for me to like keep my sanity. So cardio definitely has its benefits. Now let's get into the types of cardio. There's two types of cardio, which you may not realize it. Just like there's types of strength training, there's types of cardio. The first one is low intensity state cardio. So less, it's just L-I-S-S. If you see that ever written anywhere, that's what they're talking about. They're saying low intensity steady state cardio. Often this type of cardio is a little bit longer. It doesn't have to be, but it's normally endurance and it includes activities like jogging, swimming, biking, anything you would do at a steady state, hiking, just, you know, one steady state where your heart rate isn't going up and down. A second type of cardio is HIIT training, which I'm sure you've heard of. That is high intensity interval training. Normally this is shorter bursts. They are routines where they rotate between high intensity intervals and maybe rest periods or lower um, intensity movements. And in a HIIT workout, for example, you could be doing things with weights or body weights. So sometimes HIIT can include some resistance training, but also you can do things with just cardio. For example, riding a bike. Maybe you're going to go 30 minutes hard. Oh, not 30 minutes. Whoa, back that up. 30 seconds hard. And then maybe you're going to leisurely bike ride for one to three minutes. And then you're going to go 30 seconds hard. So it's like sprints, sprinting, then either resting or walking and then sprinting. That can be a high intensity interval workout, even though it's not using body weight or strength, it's still rotating the heart rate between high and low, high and low. So those are the two types of cardio. 
they both honestly have purpose. They both work the heart in different way. As you see, one's steady, one's going up and down, up and down. So they both have purpose. And honestly, HIT's kind of cool because it can include weight and it can vary from just using like a bike or running or using your body weight. But both are really great. And honestly, I utilize both. I do steady state cardio. I like to go on uphill walks and I also use HIT training. So I utilize both. I think they both have a purpose. So now that I've explained there's different types of cardio, let's talk about weight training because there are even more layers within weight training with the variety that you can do. Weight training is super beneficial for increasing your bone density, your lean muscle mass, and your metabolism. When I'm talking about your metabolism, I'm referring to the rate at which you utilize energy or break down calories. So it is the rate at which your body needs energy, food, calories, whatever to do its functions. And that includes, you know, at rest with your BMR or with activities. But when we're saying it increases your metabolism, that means your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, that is increasing it when you do weight training. Strength training also helps sculpt your muscles and it's what gives them shape. So when you see people and you say, oh, they look defined or they, you know, have good shape or look toned, that's what you're saying. You're seeing their muscle, which is created most often by strength training. Now, let's get into the phases of strength training. Anyone who has ever been a trainer is probably familiar with the OPT model because that is what NASM, who certifies trainers, teaches. There are three phases within the strength training model. There is stabilization, strength, and power. And I'm going to explain each one. Stabilization is basically endurance and stability. It utilizes unstable surfaces and awareness of body position. This is often where beginners start who are trying to get into strength training or where physical therapists start people who have injuries. They will use standing on one leg and kind of starting a squat or BOSU balls or gliders, anything like that to get people used to stabilizing their body and some body control and positioning, but also having some unstable surfaces to kind of connect everything. It's a perfect base layer as you're trying to build strength for people. The next phase of the OPT model is strength. And strength basically includes volume and load, which means reps and weight. So it's exercises that utilize repetition, the amount of counts you're doing in exercise, and load, your weight. Now, the cool thing about this section is there's three different sections in the strength section. So there is strength endurance, and that is normally exercises where you're doing you know, maybe a little bit more plyos or movements with lighter weights. It normally has anywhere from 12 to 20 reps. And then there's hypertrophy, which is a little bit heavier weights. And you're using anywhere from 8 to 12 reps per set. These reps I'm talking about per set. And if you're like, I don't, I don't even know what hypertrophy is. Hypertrophy just means an increase in your muscle size through exercise. So that's why it normally includes a little bit more weights but a little bit lower reps. So that one is shooting for eight to 12 reps per set. And then there is max strength. And obviously that is what it means is the max amount of strength you can do. That is where people are doing um, one to five reps. So a lot of time when people say, I have my PR, that's what they're talking about. It's the max amount of weight they could lift for one rep. So within strength, in that section of the phase, there is strength endurance, hypertrophy, and max strength. And then the last phase of, you know, the strength training in the OPT model is power. Power focuses on speed and load. 
That is basically how fast you can do something under weight. So you might imagine someone jumping on a jump box with a weight vest or any dynamic movements where they are using speed and weight. Now, I know that was a lot of information. You might have been like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, I just, I just count reps and weights. I have no idea what's going on. But I think it's important to understand that there are variances within strength training because even if you look in the strength training community, if you look on Instagram or with friends, there's even drama within the community of what's better within strength training, not alone which is better between cardio or weights, but what type of strength training is best. You'll see power lifters hating on people who use lightweight saying, oh, they're doing nothing. They're not even building any muscle. And then you'll see people using medium to lightweights who might be doing more strength endurance activities saying, oh, those people who are lifting super heavy are getting super bulky and I don't like their look. The truth is neither of those are always true. The variety of both of all kinds of strength training is what is effective for overall health. And let me explain this. So within your muscle, there are fast twitch fibers and there are slow twitch fibers. Both of them have a different job. One of them contracts in sudden bursts and one contracts in long endurance movements. So obviously they are utilized in different types of strength training. Some maybe when you're using heavier or lighter or a variety of things. And both of them have a purpose. But the purpose, no matter what you're doing for strength training, is to be progressively challenging yourself. And this is sometimes, I feel like, where we lose the purpose and we're just going through the motions of strength training. So let me give you a quick example of this. If you are someone who is doing 20 to 30 reps with a five-pound weight and just a couple of sets, chances are you need to up your weight because you are not challenging yourself. If you are someone who maybe only does 12 to 15 reps, but by the last three reps, you are not feeling overly challenged, that muscle is not working extremely hard to finish those last three reps, chances are you need to increase your weights. I'm not telling anyone to become a power lifter, but I am telling you that you need to challenge the muscle. The last few reps should be very challenging in any phase of the strength training because a lot of times I do think we just go through the motion, we're not connected to the muscle working, and then we don't see the benefits of strength training. You are not going to get bulky. You are going to give your muscle beautiful shape and make your metabolism work faster. And I know some of you might be thinking, well, I don't have heavier weights because I might be one of those people who's doing 20 to 30 reps or I'm not feeling challenged. I would go back to my podcast. I think it's my second podcast on how to break a plateau. And I talk about utilizing tempo in your lifts. That is the rate at which you're doing a movement, like the counts up or counts down. Also, you can utilize balance and you can also utilize compound movements. But again, I would go back to that episode two, which explains how to break a plateau because you don't always have to have super heavy weights, but you do need to challenge yourself in different ways to be able to see the benefits. All right. So now that I've explained cardiovascular activities, now that I've explained strength training and how there's even layers within strength training and the variety of strength training is always good as long as we are progressively challenging ourselves. Let's kind of see how they work together, cardio and strength training, what our body needs and how they affect, which is the most important piece in trying to see which one's better for fat loss or for overall health is our body composition. The body composition is the amount of fat you have in your body, fat tissue, 
compared to the amount of lean muscle tissue you have. So when I hear women say, oh, I want to look more toned or firm, what they're really saying is I want my body composition to have more muscle than fat because that is the same thing as toned and firm. Those literally just mean more muscle, but they're like feminine ways that magazines have created to say them. But that's what you're saying is I want more muscle than fat in my body. So I want my body composition to change. The body composition is greatly influenced by lifting weights because strength training is a main key for building muscle. Having more muscle takes more work for your body to maintain, so it makes your metabolism work faster. This helps with fat loss, which also helps create muscle definition, and that's where people have the look that they're looking for where they're defined, where you can see the muscles popping out. And I'm not talking about like He-Man Hulk muscles. I'm just saying shape of the body parts. The second key to this body composition and how it all plays in is while you are more likely to burn more calories during a cardiovascular activity in the moment, weight training will keep the slow burn of calories behind the scenes all day long, leading to a larger, more sustained calorie burn. And it adds more muscle over time, which we have said to maintain muscle makes your metabolism work harder to do that, which means more calories burned. So here is sometimes the disconnect, and especially for women, let's talk about heart rate monitors and Apple watches that monitor your heart rate or whatever it is. I see this all the time where people are living and dying off their heart rate monitor. Let me explain how this actually works. A heart rate monitor cannot measure the afterburn. As I've explained, strength training has a stronger afterburn because your muscles are broken down, your body has to work to repair it, which means that it's working harder to repair those muscles broken down, so the slow burn is longer afterwards. For cardio, I have researched before and it is said that your metabolism is only elevated for two hours after cardio normally when with strength training, it can be elevated for up to 48 hours while trying to repair those muscles. So cardio in the moment, when we're looking at our heart rate monitor, we're going, wow, I burn 400 calories in X amount of time. And when we do strength training, we may be going, oh, I've only burned 200 calories. This is a waste. I'm going back to cardio. That's incorrect because it's not monitoring what is happening in the afterburn. The other thing about the heart rate monitor, which I I found myself explaining to people when I taught fitness classes all the time and even to clients is we rely on it like it is the golden Bible of troughs of whatever, like it is the holy grail and it is not. Your heart rate monitor is not. And I will tell you why. Because a heart rate monitor is pretty accurate when you are in an upright position. So when you are running, biking, squatting, anything where your head is staying above your heart, the heart rate monitor is going to be pretty accurate. Where it becomes inaccurate is any time where you're in a position where your head is below your heart or almost equal to your heart. So that would be things like planks, downward dogs and yoga, push-ups, hip thrusts, um, crunches, any of those things where all of a sudden your body is more parallel. And that is because your, your heart rate is monitored, like the monitor is monitoring the blood pumping in your heart. When your body is parallel, it is not fighting gravity anymore. Or if your head is even below, like in a downward dog, your blood is going to rush to your head. So your heart rate monitor is not going to monitor the actual work that is happening in the moment. 
If you don't believe me, I literally want you to test this. I want you to do an exercise standing up and then get into a push-up. Do as many push-ups as you can. So you are huffing and puffing. You are working in that push-up. Look at your heart rate monitor right when you finish your push-ups. Stand up and look at your heart rate monitor and watch it jump up within the next 10 to 30 seconds. It's because you're standing back up again. Your head is above your heart, so it's pumping correctly on the monitor. So that's also where there can be a misconception of the calories burned is that when you're doing steady state cardio, your head's always above your heart. So it might look like you're burning more calories, but really it's not taking into effect the push-ups, the planks, the hip thrusts. When I do a hip thrust with my bar, I could have a ton of weight on that. And when I'm seated, it might look like I'm not working hard, but as soon as I stand up, that monitor jumps up. So for all you heart rate monitor junkies. I get it. I've used a heart rate monitor on and off, but you have to remember it is a tool to be used. It is not a tool to control your success. I've had people come to me and say um, they're upset because their monitor wasn't on when they were exercising or they didn't burn the right amount of calories that they wanted to. And my response is, did you work hard in your workout? And if they respond yes, then I'm like, you don't need the monitor. I, every single one of my workouts, I will give my all. I will give everything I have in that moment. And some days that might be a lot less. And some days that might be a lot more. But I will always give my all. So if you are using a heart rate monitor, I'm not against them. I mean, I turn mine on sometimes too. I'm just saying don't use it as the holy grail. It is not always accurate. Test it. If you don't believe my, if you don't believe this about your head being below your heart or equal and it's slowing what the monitor shows, test it for yourself. So when we're running, a lot of times the issue is we look at these monitors and we're like, but we're burning so many more calories when we're doing cardio, but we're just not seeing the afterburn and we're not seeing some movements where we might be more parallel or our heads below and realizing that is a little bit throwing off our monitor. So we can't use that as a basis for burning calories. So now back to the strength training. We talked about how you burn more calories over the day with strength training. So the gist and the moral of the story is weight training equals more lean mass because you're building lean muscle mass, which equals a higher metabolism because your body has to work harder to maintain the muscle so your metabolism rate goes higher. And this equals more calories burned over time. The other thing I think people forget about a lot with rate training is it makes you stronger. It makes your bones denser. It's going to make you less fragile in the future. So strength training is legit. There was a study done by the University of Alabama, and it showed that greater belly fat was lost in women who lifted weights as compared to those who just did cardiovascular activities. So lifting weights is effective. Now, I need you to hear me out if you are a runner. I am not bashing cardio. I love cardio. I do cardio every week. Cardio has a ton of benefits, as I explained in the beginning. It helps your blood pressure. It helps your heart. For me, I have anxiety. And you better believe if I am anxious or if I am feeling stressed, I will go and cardio it out. And instantly, I feel calmer because those endorphins are real. It eases my anxiety. It makes me feel alive. When I am stressed with my kids, I will go on a walk, a brisk walk, and instantly it just helps me feel in control again. So I am not bashing cardio. I love cardio and it has a purpose. But my point in bringing this up is that cardio should be used as an accelerant to aid the process of 
muscle building with strength training. Now, if your goal is to run a race and do triathlons and marathons, then by all means, keep running, enjoy the running. You can get, you know, faster and, you know, your time can improve and stick with your cardio. But if your goal is to lose fat, then you should be using strength training as your main jam to kickstart that process and then cardio as a helper to your strength training plan. Now that can mean interval training mixed in. I I like interval training for fat loss. That can mean, you know, running mixed in, but you need strength training if your goal is to lose some fat and change your body composition. Because remember, we're trying to increase the lean muscle mass and decrease the fat tissue. That is what body composition is. I've seen so many women try to cardio the weight away for hours and hours and hours and they just run themselves into the ground and then they don't fuel themselves properly with food to like replace all of those calories lost from running and then their muscles struggle to keep up and so their muscles stay flat. They never develop that shape that most people would like to see in their muscles. So if your goal is to look toned, and you know by tone now that I mean, you know, to have some muscle, then you need to add some strength training. And honestly, if your goal is just to maintain weight and be healthy and, you know, balance and everything else, I would still mix in some weight training with your cardio because cardio alone does not rev up the metabolism like muscle does. So even if your goal is to maintain and be happy, balanced, I would still suggest a mix of cardio and strength training because they have different purposes for your overall health. And lastly, something to think about is that your diet matters. No matter what you are doing, if you are not fueling your body properly, whether it is overeating or undereating, and yes, I always point out undereating because it is a hundred times more common than people think, and it affects your ability to maintain or to lose weight or to build muscle or whatever it is. If you are overeating or undereating, it's going to hinder your success. So you have to be aware of that and fuel the body properly and treat your body like a temple because it will do what you need it to do if you treat it well and it will carry you the rest of your life and make you feel strong within your body. I hope this clears up the great debate of the cardio versus weight training. Truly, I believe a combo is best with an emphasis more on weights because of the effect it has on our body composition. They both have their purposes in health and fitness, and you should be aware that doing a mix is best, but I don't want you to spin your wheels on your goals trying to figure out what to focus on. So the best thing you can do is a mix of both, weights to change your body composition and to help rev up that metabolism, and cardio to be done as a helper, remember, not just overdoing it hours every day, because cardio is fantastic for its health benefits, its endorphins, and its mind-clearing abilities and more. I hope that was helpful. If you found it helpful, I love when you guys share the episodes in your Instagram stories or anything so we can spread the word and share some solid information with other women like us and invite them to the podcast. I also love to be tagged because if I can see it, it just makes me so happy. So I love that, love that, love that. And if you want to write a review, you can click on the reviews of whichever you listen to on Spotify or Apple or wherever you are. Always make sure that you are subscribing so you automatically get the episodes because I send one episode a week. That is all. I will be back next week and we will chat about something else that's important that makes you feel powerful.